Alrighty, let's go ahead and regather real quick for about 20 minutes. So what we're going to do now is we're going to have a couple questions, little Alex, a couple questions that you guys are going to discuss around your guys' table, and then we'll have a quick session where I'll ask you, hey, what was discussed at your table so we get some group participation in right now, because now you have like Dave and others that, you know, you guys have, are in the, in the battle as well. You have experience with this, and we want to hear from you guys as well to sharpen one another. And so, um, so as you guys come in, um, at your tables, here's the first question that I've been given. Um, what do you think it looks like to help others help others follow Jesus? How does it look for you to help others help others follow Jesus? That's the question that you guys want to discuss at your table. I'll give you about, you know, three minutes, then we'll get that. Look at that. You guys are all looking. Okay, there you go. Ready? Timer? Go.
About one more minute. All right, let's go ahead and bring it, bring it back, and let's uh, hear from each, uh, each table or a couple tables. Uh, what do you think it looks like to help others help others follow Jesus? See if we have any kind of consensus themes going through there. So which table would like to start out? We always have a chatty and relevant table. Which one of you, which one of you guys is going to be that table right now? Probably this one right here. Yeah, right here. There we go. The plaid table, we'll call that one. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> Fellow elder right there, Daniel Smith. That's how our elder meetings go. What do you think it looks like to help others help others follow Jesus? What did you guys talk about? implement some of that mentoring principle, invite the person that you're thinking about mentoring to bring them in and see them get mentored by others, and then naturally then the next guy goes off. Okay, good. Who else? Don't be shy. I got the mic. I'll just call on you. Um, yes. That's good. And humility is a big part because I think one thing everyone wants to show in discipleship that we don't have all the answers. And sometimes what we like to say in our little groups is that I can learn from you just as much as you can learn from me. And so when you start out with that humility and you make that the case, then everyone in the group has actually something they think might help you and they'll actually want to say it. And so that, that's a big piece of it is uh, – if you want to help others, others follow Jesus, obviously we take on the humility of Jesus, which in Philippians chapter 2 says think more highly of your others than yourself. And if you can implement that principle, then that would be real good to get off, and, and others will be more engaged and willing to, to share. So that's good. Humility is a good, good principle to start off with. Good. Who else? One more.
Yeah, time is a key, key, key one when you're ministering and helping others. Why? Because what is the biggest objections to making disciples? Is I don't have enough what? Time, right? I mean, that's, that's everyone. So um, one thing is you can help them show and defeat that or, or overcome that obstacle. It's like, hey, you eat dinner, right? And they're like, yeah, we eat dinner. Well, we eat dinner. So why don't you come to our house for dinner? So you're not adding something to their plate. They already do it. You do it. So let's do it together. And then that way you guys can start walking through uh, the discipleship process together. So that's one way to overcome like the time issue. Find a common habit, a common hobby or, or something you do everyday life and then invite one another in on that. So good. All right. Let's go to the question number two. What kind of leader do you want to be? What kind of leaders do, do you want to raise up? What kind of leader do you want to be, and what kind of leaders do you want to raise up? So take about five minutes and talk about that question.
One more minute. All right, let's go ahead and bring it back. I think there could have been another, another question here as well. Is what kind of leader do you want to be, and what's it going to take to be that leader? Right? Because there's a lot of people that want to do something. You know, I want to work out. I want to lose weight. I want to whatever. Um, but then how they get there, is there's a disconnect. So I'll be thinking that. But what kind of leader do you want to be, and what kind of leaders do you want to raise up, and what's it going to take to do that? This table looks ready to go. Oh, Kevin Mark, how you doing? Good to see you, buddy. Servant leadership, obviously, is a great model we have in Jesus. And I think we all would resonate with someone uh, that, that has a leadership style of, of uh, do what I say, not as I do. But when you get a leader that says, hey, this is where we're going, and you're the one in the trenches leading the way, that, I'll, I'll follow that guy or that gal all day long. So that's a good principle. Good. Who else? Let's go way over there, Mr. Mike. That's good. I think, um, I mean, integrity is a, is a key attribute of, of being a leader. I think it's James, right? It's James that says, but above all else, let your yes be yes and your no, no. 
right? And after that, around chapter 5, he gives all these commands, all these exhortations, all these imperatives, do this, do this, do this. But above all else, let your yes be yes and your no, no. Have character, integrity that people can follow. Yeah, good, you want to pass that on. Good, let's go one more. This table right here. There's a quote. Um, um, uh, they asked this village in Africa, if I recall, I think it was there. And they said, have there, any, have there ever been any leaders born here? And uh, the proverb were, no, only children. And the point is, leaders are made, right? Leaders are made. So, good. Hey, let's just do this. Let's just take one more. Then we have our, our, our last breakout sessions. But what are you taking home with you? I mean, what are, you, what are you taking home with you? What are you maybe leaving behind? Maybe you came in here with a preconceived idea or notion that this is what church planning is, or, and maybe you're, you're leaving that aside because you learned something else that maybe is, is, is better for you. What are you taking with you from here? Let's take about five minutes here, and then we'll come in uh, and finish with that one.
Let's go about one minute. Let's go ahead and bring it back together. This is more of an individual question, so um, let's, let's, let's hear about from about five of you. Uh, maybe not so much a table, but let's hear about from five of you. Um, what, what, what are you taking out um, with you? What are you taking with you here? Um, besides some cookies as you guys leave, there's some cookies on the table out there. Um, and what are you leaving behind? That's a great reminder of that truth. Yeah, I don't think there's anywhere in the Bible that says go do, go be an evangelist. I mean, to me, the part do the work of an evangelist, but the command is go and make disciples because implicit, as Dave said earlier, in making disciples is evangelism. So begins, yeah, where you live, work, and play with those you don't know. That's radically different than most people would think to it. Good, good. Who else? That's a great point. I mean, that's why Jesus chose 12 men, to do it in community, to show them. Because a part of him, as you remember Dave saying, a part of him in the high priestly prayer is that Jesus came and accomplished the mission that God the Father gave him. Well, part of the mission was securing our salvation, life, death, and resurrection. But also a big part that he accomplished was he passed down the legacy to make disciples who make disciples who make disciples. So that's a great point. And to do it in community. So not only did he accomplish it by securing our salvation, but he's also accomplished it by then showing us how to continue the legacy. So great point. Good. A couple more. This is good.
I don't mind awkward silence. I'm good with that, you know, until someone speaks. Stephen does. I miss Stephen. Make it reproducible. Real good. All right, let's do one more. How about a lady? You ever heard from the ladies? Usually you guys are chatty and relevant and like to share, so. That's all their heads just went like this. already went, she said. Come on now. I guess there's another one. There actually. you go. All right. It takes work, it's a great model, and it, but it takes time. And I think in our culture, we're so, um, you know, such a fast-paced culture and get it now, we even think church plans should be that same way out of the box. So we do an event, we'll have 50 people, there's a church, but it doesn't work like that. So to take the time, the intentionality to build in the, the DNA and the culture of the church to be a disciple-making church is a, is a big deal. Well, good. Well, thanks for your sharing. We're going to bring Kevin up right now. We got one last uh, kind of official session. And then we'll be done. So here comes Kevin with the details of the, the final breakouts.